0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my little corner of the internet, and welcome back to Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you once again for joining me. Thank you, everyone that uh, can. Well, everyone that finds the podcast on you know YouTube and whatnot. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast. We're all over the place. And recently, we have gotten on to apple podcast so you know go ahead and leave a five-star rating in a review it'll help out the podcast a lot and this week i am joined by two guests that's right two guests um you assholes want to go ahead and introduce yourselves
1: i mean yeah uh it's andrew i hate wrestling as you might remember uh I might hate it even more after we talk about the things we've watched this week, but we we will see. Mm. Uh, and I guess I'm Nick. And, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, uh, whatever. Just kind of, just kind of here. I watched wrestling, and here we are.
0: Yes, hopefully, anybody listening has listened to these in order, so they've already heard you guys. But uh, you know, it's not that. Uh, Always go sometimes, and that's fine. That's fine. But uh, this week we reviewed TNA Impact, February eighteenth, two thousand and five, and it was a show. Do you guys want to want to go ahead and break this down? Oh, absolutely. Um, before and,
1: before anything else, <clears throat> I think it's worth mentioning after. A conversation the two of you had on the last episode about a uh, TNA and its attempts to cross into the mainstream, <clears throat> and I think there, there's a lot to be said about the opening promo of this show. Right? Uh, if you remember, this show opened with a look back at some Super Bowl pre-show type thing, where <laughs> where Kevin Nash proclaimed something about uh, Tom Brady. And then DDP calling Jarrett Kevin Ash's bitch, and yeah. there was there was like a was it like a pull apart and some some guards in that guitar spot.
0: And... Yeah, there was some there were some guards, and then Jarrett hit DDP with the guitar in the back, and DDP did the goofiest sell like uh, he did the he might, he did the he essentially did the honky tonk man dance as he was like selling falling down to the ground. Ridiculous.
2: Oh yeah. That is the best way you could have described
0: it. Uh, so, this recap, like, package that they showed at the very beginning, commentary said New Age Outlaws several times. Like, I'm sure you guys caught that, right? And there's no way that... I don't know how Vince didn't just go ahead and sue them for that, because there's no way New Age Outlaws is already a copyright by, by WWE. But... So many times I heard New Age Outlaws, and uh, I don't—I don't think I heard Billy Gunn, but I'm pretty sure I heard X-Pac in there. So I don't know what they—what uh, they had going on there. Lots of Pyro to open this show. Not as much as usual, but there was a lot of Pyro in the show.
1: Budget cutch.
0: Yeah, I would think so. So uh,
1: we're gonna take a look at this. We got here uh, Michael Shane with Kazarian against the Man, the Truth, Ron Killings with yes, his boys yes. bg james and conan the three live crew
0: so uh did you guys notice the crowd sweetening on this show
1: oh yes
0: yep i right, noticed girl. i
1: noticed many times on the show a lot of noise and no motion
0: it was in this match like immediately i noticed because the crowd was going crazy they were going nuts and they were going so loud that I could barely even hear the uh, the commentators. And I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? And I hear so much noise. And I'm just looking at the people, and it's like there's no reaction at all. Everyone's just looking around. Some people are like almost literally sitting on their hands, and it's just it's just nothing going on at all. So Michael watch.
2: Shane and Ron Killings. Yeah, <laughs> lots
0: of crowd sweetening going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you asked me the crowd was absolutely electric for this for this really nice, you know, heated match. Yes. For uh, I, I was I was feeling a lot behind it, you know, as I was watching it. So mm. I can understand where, where all that where all that heat from the crowd was coming from.
0: I don't really have too many notes for this match. I just said truth with a beautiful front uh front missile drop kick, and then he had a lie detector. And then he did this uh I don't know if it's a I don't know if it has a different name because of the way he fell, but he, he did a fucking Kaniku Buster. Did you any of you guys catch that?
1: I can't say uh, I, I did, but yeah, honestly I'm not surprised at all if that's something that actually went down.
0: Yeah, he uh he had Michael Shane up and, you know, basic muscle buster uh setup and yeah, he just did the the, the Buster and he fell to his knees and I it looked like he fucking broke Michael Shane's neck. I was like, <laughs> Jesus. So, um... A lot of, lot of cheating in this match from Kazarian's part. lot of cheating. And... Oh, there was so much. Constant James interference. And Conan didn't do a damn thing for some reason, even though they were at ringside. But, uh, even with all the the cheating, Killings wins pretty decisively, and he hits the escape, you know, for the win, so... That was that. You guys got anything you want to say about that match?
2: It was a solid opener, and that's pretty much
1: it. It was
2: just a match that existed.
1: Yeah, it was a good little four-minute whatever it was. And and it it did what it needed to do.
0: Yep, it did do that. And then there was a pretty good Daniels promo up next, just saying that it's unfair that he has to earn another title shot. But he will if, you know, he's got to beat every man in the X Division to do so. That's pretty much it. And then up next was Lex Lovett and Buck Quartermain versus Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas the Naturals. Uh,
1: With
2: Chris Candido.
0: Yeah, with Chris hey, Candido. Do not right.
1: forget Chris Candido. He is absolutely right. integral in this match.
0: Hey, Nick... Uh, yeah. Was it the first episode that you were on that we were like, who the fuck is Buck Quartermain? Was, was that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> who is
0: th- Yeah. And then I don't even remember us talking too much about Lex Lovett either. So I, I don't know. Buck Quartermain. Who Quarterman. is what the- I don't know. He just comes out of nowhere. Who is this guy? So yeah, Buck Quartermain and Lex Lovett. They came out of nowhere. So the thing, it was, this was a heel versus heel match, right? Because I didn't really, couldn't really tell who the heat uh, Who's getting the? I didn't get any. I didn't
1: get any babyface vibes from Quartermain or Love it. So, well, Quartermain, uh, I would call
2: him an enigma in professional wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, how can you define this guy as either a face or a heel? I think, I think he he just transcends professional wrestling. (laughs) You know.
0: Okay, so the last time I saw either of these guys, they are both being jobbed out, and they didn't really have enough time to be a, you know, a face or heel job guy in general, so now they've just been put together, and I have no idea if they're heel or face. I know the naturals aren't face, so it's this match has no heat, essentially, and it just kind of dies a death. Uh... Love it hits a really nice blockbuster. That was cool. Uh, the two guys got like a double Falcon Arrow. The faces, I guess. I don't know the the uh, the jobber faces. I don't know. See, it's it's the dynamic is weird. It's so weird. And uh, the Naturals then hit the Natural Disaster, which is like a stunner gutbuster combo, and they get the win.
1: I mean that was kind of neat. I I was kind of into that. They also did it to uh, oh, which one was it that they didn't pin? Uh, doesn't matter. I don't know. They did. They hit it on both dudes, and yeah. I was like, damn bro, that's cool as shit.
0: Yeah, it's a cool move. You know, to like I said, yeah, yeah. To, beat uh, up, uh, He after, beating
1: up the other dude after.
0: Game.
1: Yeah, beat up the other dude who didn't get hit with the finish because he needed one too. You know, it's all for good measure.
0: Right. Right.
2: Uh, I, I in this match, I thought Buck quarterman was the legal man.
1: I think the ref stopped giving a shit.
0: Yeah, it I don't. Probably, I mean, think T- he T- just
1: wanted it to end.
0: TNA tag matches are weird. You know, legal man syndrome left and right. hey, hey, wanna... hey,
1: hey lucha rules, am I right?
0: Uh, no, I don't really put lucha uh,
1: rules.
0: I try to stop questioning it. You know, you just gotta watch it, I guess. But it
1: <laughs> just watch the product, dumbass. Just watch it.
0: Either you got any notes about this next segment with, like, Tracy and everything? I didn't really have too much notes. I just kind of oh, I got... I have... I have some things pants. to...
1: I, I got a few things to say about this, actually. Right, go ahead. Uh... So... Uh... Does Dustin Rhodes has his boys raiding his dad's truck looking for, uh... What was it? A cowbell and a rope? You know, some... Some old school Georgia wrestling-type beat. Come and, on. uh... He hands his contract to Tracy and tells her he wants Raven. That's cool in the gang and whatever. <clears throat> but what really matters here was when a came up looking horny as shit. And he has this contract in his hands and he stuffs it down her pants, strikes a pose, and dips. My man That's was my looking friend. he was looking straight at those ass cheeks, bro. He had <laughs> he had
0: no control. You know he might have been horny because the paper had a huge hole in it. Now that I'm thinking about it, like when she <laughs> took it out of her pants and she like uh, she opened it up, there was like half the, not even half, the whole like front page was missing. Oh they why? A hole. I don't know.
2: I feel like that's that would be such like an inconvenience
0: for
1: you or
0: whatever. I don't know, man. I'm not a bitch.
1: I, hey, I can't blame him. She was all cheeked up, looking like that. So I, I'll, I'll give it to him respectfully. But
0: my man was <laughs> looking for some Jeff Hardy smoke. <laughs> Next up was Fi, uh, Phi Delta Slam. I don't think they. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, my, yeah. I don't think I ever said the guys' names. But Phi Delta Slam, bunch of. Is it, wor- is it worth remembering their names? Versus Mikey, Bats, and Romeo. Five Delta Slam was a Team Trinity's team from that blow-off that I never got to see, because it was apparently on the the pre-show of Against All Odds. I thought it was going to be on the pay-per-view, but oh well. <clears throat> cool. Uh, so, squash match, frog splash win from Five Delta Slam.
1: I mean, yeah, there were like, some cool power moves, I guess, and uh, this, the... Was it a splash at the end or whatever?
0: You know, the crowd tweeting was so bad, you would thought they were an MSG at this point.
1: <laughs> I thought that I thought that splash they did was pretty neat only because they fucking killed someone. But
0: yeah, the, the it was fine, I guess. But I've seen better big men splashes, so it's like
1: oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, cool. I'll never, I'll never not hate a a big man splash.
0: Fair enough. And then after that. Dusty Rhodes announces that it's going to be Jeff Hardy and Abyss to be a false count anywhere at the next pay-per-view. And he also announces that uh DDP versus Jeff Jarrett is going to be at Destination X for the World Title. So can
1: we can we talk about DDP's scuffed ass goddamn smells like teen spirit garbage ass theme song?
2: <laughs>
1: Yo, I'm Go sorry, ahead. bro, but like between that and and Dustin Rhodes and AEW having Freaking brain stew, was it brain stew or whatever? I am tired of this. Leave these songs alone. I hated it so much. I hated it so much.
0: Well, I mean, TNA basically <laughs> just did the, the Jeff or the WCW thing where you just change, you know, a note. Yeah. And uh, I just... you change a note or two to avoid legal issues, and boom, there you go. <laughs>
1: DDP entering to nirvana. I hated it so much. There you go.
2: You know, I, I hate NWA, but NWA has the right idea. Those
1: guys didn't have any music on power, right, I think. Oh, I agree. That's that's it right there. No music, no nothing. You walk you out, out the you bullshit. do your gimmick. Yeah, you do the job, and you go home. And it's stored.
0: Yeah. Who needs all that uh value? Yeah.
1: And the wrestling two-minute YouTube matches. What the hell? That's great. Yeah.
0: So next, DDP just comes out and says a bunch of shit. And then Jeff Jarrett comes out, and he tries to attack DDP. And then he gets countered. And then Kip James comes out. Or he's not Kip James yet, but he's formerly Billy Gunn. He comes out, and then Nash comes out. Diamond cutter to Jarrett. Yeah that i i don't
1: bro was, okay okay funny. but jeff jared though in this promo like the out bro his outfit my guy the full denim looking like uh jay leno <laughs> looking <laughs> like my dad
0: <laughs>
1: i couldn't you i know. couldn't help i couldn't help but respect the outfit here
0: yeah you know it wasn't too bad but it it I don't know. When I, watched, when I was watching this show, it just felt like such a slog. Everything oh,
1: absolutely, was, but I could not help but but admire a full denim outfit fair, in, fair. in 2005.
0: By this it was point, before the time. True. By this point, I just didn't care about anything, though, in this show. Like, There's probably been five, six total minutes of video packages that were played of just oh, yeah. recap stuff. And keep in mind, this is only like what a forty-five minute episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's with commercial, uh, commercial breaks and everything taken out. So that's forty minutes of some actual some type of development. I don't know, but it's all bullshit. It just, when they're
1: it's, not when they're not running bullshit matches like yeah, Fight Delta Slam versus Bats and Romeo. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it's. I don't know. This whole thing sucked. I'm not even lying. To this just show sucked. But who who's right. getting
1: who is getting over on this show?
0: I don't know. <laughs> like,
1: oh, that's a great question to ask in the main event, but we'll get there. Yeah.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. not, not even this, even this Jarrett DDP thing. Like, like who's really? Oh yeah, I don't. Uh,
1: he, the the reaction that DDP got during his promo was definitely sweetening because there's no way in shit. He was no, getting any real reaction for that subpar promo.
0: So next we got Shark Boy versus Chris Candido versus Chris Saban in a I guess X Division showcase match. You guys want to talk about this match?
1: Uh yeah, so I mean I think it was somewhere near the end of the match, Candido took an absolutely ridiculous bump to the floor that I thought, holy shit, hmm. which, makes it, which makes it funny to me that they ran the, I mean, I don't remember where else I've really seen the finish in my mind because I'm a stupid, non-wrestling loving loser, but that, that spot they did, like, right before Survivor Series with Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Rhea Ripley or whatever, got someone in the figure four and you pin them. Yeah. That was kind of hot.
0: Oh yeah, so the finish in this of this match came when uh, well the match wasn't really quick at all. They were just kind of they You're were just kind of doing stuff. Yeah, none of it. They were just doing stuff. There was really no psychology in this match. So the finish came when Saban put Sharkboy in a reverse figure four and Candido slid in and got the pin, and he put his legs on the bottom rope for leverage. So that that was the finish. Candido won. It's fine. Alright, bad match, moving on. Yep, and the main Monty Brown versus Lance Hoyt also known as Lance, Vance, Archer. (laughs) So before we even talk about the finish or whatever these guys were this match was sloppy, right? It was just like real clunky. Did anybody else feel that way?
1: I mean, I kind of liked that it was a fucking disaster. I
0: don't know. I just said I just something said about something about,
1: of... something about money Brown and Lance Hoyt just fucking yeah, bumping yeah, around I mean, each other was kind of hot.
0: I see. You. Yeah, yeah. Also, but also,
1: just... when money when money Brown ha- during his entrance, all that pyro he got, bro. I'm sorry. Okay. I got, got the blood yeah. fucking pumping. I was like, yeah. Yo,
0: yeah, money Brown, let's go. <laughs>
1: So like the entire match, I was just thinking how much I wanted Marty Brown to pounce the holy shit out of this dude. Marty Brown,
0: and he did pounce the holy shit out of him. That oh that he, he did. did. But like what I just pretty much my notes for this match was just these guys are, like all out of position. It just it feels a little sloppy, and there was a botched clothesline spot over the rope. Uh, Hoyt didn't go over, and then I said Hoyt is bumping really strange. Like he kept bumping on no his arm for over. some reason. <laughs> That's very true. So, this match really isn't long. Uh, there is no finish. So, Monty Brown hits the pounce. He hits a nasty pounce onto. The pounce. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hits a very, very nasty pounce onto Lance Hoyt. And then the lights go out. And I think one of the announcers said somebody forgot to pay the bill. Uh. And then they come back on. Oof. Well they don't even come back on. Some music plays and Triton appears uh, on the top of the ramp. He just he just appears. Yes. And then he disappears.
1: And the match is just over.
0: And that's it. <laughs> the match is still going. The bell has not rang. Monty <laughs> this, Brown just hit his day. finish.
1: To this day the match is not over. Yeah, if you ask me, this match is still happening.
0: Monty Brown hit his finish, but he just didn't pin. It's not even like Triton came and interfered. No, the match just the show just ended.
1: So Yeah, surely just ended. We're, out of, time. <laughs> We're yeah. out of time we gotta go. We're out of time, we
0: gotta go. Yeah, pretty much.
1: no, you out. had time.
0: So uh. So that was that. And that was TNA Impact. February 18th, 2005, everybody. That was it. that was definitely
1: impact. That that was yep.
0: What are your fellas' thoughts on this show?
2: Uh all around good show. Uh, everyone got their stuff in. Uh everyone did what they had to do. Uh, I I think uh, personally one of the better shows at, of the time. Uh Yeah, and that's that's that. Uh I think uh, Anyone you know any aspiring wrestler can get a lot from this one episode of impact alone and uh and that's pretty much that
0: yeah the uh, the storytelling was all there honestly uh, I know it sounded i know it sounded like we buried this show, but <laughs> really if you just if you don't get it i I don't understand you know just we we can't all get it it's fine it's fine
2: you're not smart enough to to understand you know right and
0: that, to... and that's okay but just... yo
1: fuck your storytelling i'm thankful i never have to watch this show again <laughs>
0: yeah fuck your storytelling um, this show well, storytelling
1: yeah. thursday night raw thursday raw thursday
0: well thursday, well, well hold on hold on don't
1: don't Wait, spoil you see it. andrew he just watched. doesn't get it andrew just right. doesn't get the nuance here.
0: he doesn't get the nuance he doesn't he doesn't understand the storytelling I guess I said, the theme on. hasn't gotten not, to me. Yet. Not, not everyone can no understand NXT. I need
1: to watch more NXT, I guess. What? What about NXT? I think need to watch more NXT. You got to. The storytelling, the nuance, you know, about the. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The nuance gotta,
1: of running an hour long match with no victor, you know, the nuance and the yeah. storytelling.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got you
1: to gotta, you gotta
0: build heat and get those viewers to tune in next week it's it's the storytelling bro you know oh, what, yeah, you cool. know what? You're, right, you're right you're right I gotta go read some books yeah it's you a just slow burn it. it's the slowest of burns you just don't get it it's fine we can't all you know
1: yeah I get guess it. I guess maybe I just hate wrestling that much you'll
2: understand in the payoff man. you know right. you, uh, you know,
1: what, you know what, I, I trust you guys
0: I believe you Alright, yeah so let's go ahead and on to this Raw
2: Thursday Thursday, Thursday.
0: All right, and for the classic retro past old show that I will be reviewing, or we will be reviewing this week I need a name for this segment. But it will be WWF Monday Night Raw, February 13th, 1997. And this is a Thursday Raw Thursday show.
1: Thursday Raw Thursday Raw Thursday. In case you didn't know, it's on Thursday.
0: Yes, it was live on Thursday.
1: Thursday Thursday night. It was a Thursday.
0: And
2: uh the actual title you you referred to the show as Thursday Raw
0: Thursday. Yeah, sorry. I, I said Monday night Raw, but what I really meant was Thursday night Raw. WWE no no, 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 no. No, no, no. Well, it was not Thursday, Thursday
1: night Raw.
0: raw Thursday Raw. Thursday raw. Thursday, Thursday raw. It was Thursday Raw Thursday, but Raw know.
1: is
2: sandwiched Whatever. in between
0: two Whatever. Thursdays. Whatever. There we go. It was it was Raw. Okay, fuck, it was Raw. So this Thursday, Raw Thursday, starts off actually with an intercontinental match between Hunter Hurst Helmsley and Rocky Maivia. Actually, pr- swap that. Hunter's the champion. Rocky's the challenger. So, this, uh, I was actually very surprised to see that this was the match that was was kicking off the show.
1: It's, it's very odd to see a match that would that would probably like main event any pay-per-view about a year and a half, two years later, uh, and they're opening a Monday Night Raw for the IC title, and a they went like, 15 minutes. A Where Thursday Raw Thursday, yeah. brother.
0: Okay. There we go, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, it was very weird to see a young, baby face Triple H just trying to get over an even younger upstart Rocky Maivia. Just... Was a baby
2: face here. Yeah, Triple
1: H was
0: no. I heard Helmsley no, boy. I didn't mean young. I didn't mean baby face. Oh, in oh physically. Ah, oh, yeah, yes. physically. Yes, he was a baby. God, damn you, Marks. <laughs> no, calm she, down. Yeah, you
1: got me worked.
0: <laughs> calm down. A young, dapper.
1: You had me very, very
0: holistically. Yeah, just, just worked. Calm down, you Marks. God damn. Alright, alright. I, own... I, see, I see you're coming from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Hip toss from Helmsley. Like, first move of the match. And that ring sounds disgustingly hard. It sounded like the back shatters every time they take a bump. It... Yeah, so so it... the ring... The rings didn't get, uh... They didn't get any more, like, additional padding. Or they didn't get safe to wrestle on until Vince decided he was going to start taking bumps about a year, year and a half later. So, at this point, the rings are still reinforced for, you know, Andre the Giant, Big John Stud, John Tenta, all those kind of guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't, you, you wouldn't catch me trying to intentionally bump on a ring that goddamn hard. It sounded like, like what those like indie feds would do. they put like all that sheet metal underneath to make it louder or whatever. But this one was sheet yeah. metal. This was <laughs> the real deal.
0: Yeah. So the two just do a bunch of chain wrestling and transitions. And Vince McMahon is calling it all. He is... For all intents and purposes, Vince McMahon is a very good commentator on this night. I don't know if either of you guys would agree with that sentiment. But,
1: yeah, oh, it was it was certainly very odd to hear Vince McMahon calling hold for hold the entire match.
2: Only Vince knows what he wants out of pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, so... That's was, the problem uh,
2: with modern wrestling, dude.
0: <laughs> I was talking about this uh, with Andrew when we were actually watching this show. Having Vince at commentary is probably... He knows he can just direct the outcome of a match exactly how he wants. He doesn't have to yell in somebody's headset. He All he has to do is just look at the referee, and if something's not working, then something is not working. And Him being out there calling a match, hold for hold, or whatever, he can just direct... He can direct the show any way he wants from ringside. I, I feel like that's kind of cool.
2: I remember Vince McMahon called... The Great Shoste against Taka Michinoku, hold for hold.
1: I remember that happening. I'm, I'm going to need a link to that after we're done here.
0: It's I almost guess. like Vince McMahon likes wrestling and knows wrestling.
1: Shit, you wouldn't think it these days.
0: Well, well yeah, you know.
1: I'm just saying like the modern product really gives you the, the thought that Vince has no clue what pro wrestling is.
0: Mm-hmm. You'd think, yeah. So, Rocky, spending a lot of time on top, you know, just doing his good babyface stuff, but the heat comes when Rocky does a... He tries to clothesline Hunter into the post, and Rocky runs into it like an idiot. So he built his own heat, and Hunter starts working over his arm, you know, just doing general attacks to the arm, onto the mat, etc., etc. And Rocky starts firing up, and he says, Come on, motherfucker! Which... and there was one point where Hunter hit a pile driver just
1: straight up pile driver I thought that was where it was ending in all honesty I thought that was it
0: I I was was, very shocked to see such a I mean it was a it was a, a long two but I was very shocked to see that a pile driver was a near fall on the opener of a card in 1997, that just yeah, I was, was I was so just, weird to me.
1: I was just shocked that Rocky Maya via was kicking out of a pile driver from Triple H. <laughs> well,
0: this is you know Triple H still trying to uh, trying to get on the ups- upswing of his career, you know.
1: I mean, I guess so, but damn, I was that was genuinely I was almost kind of annoyed <laughs> that he kicked
0: out a little bit. Yeah. So Hunter tries to pedigree Rocky, but then Rocky Ragdolls, Hunter, taunts. And he tries to pedigree again, and Rocky does the small package and wins the IC title, new champ. And so as that's happening, Rocky does the basic. That guy was good. He's uh, was a great champion, but I'm gonna be a better champion. (laughs) Uh, putting over your promo or putting over your opponent promo, but good old make me puke promo. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants this. (laughs)
2: Make me puke. Yeah,
0: nobody wants this. So. You guys got anything to say about this? I thought it was a pretty good match.
1: It was a cool match. It was, it was more. It felt almost like a fight at some points, which is what I like yeah. in wrestling for sure. Uh, Triple H working the arm for most of the match. Uh, that's, that's that classic pro wrestling right there. Of course, you know, you. slowing it down, working a body part. You know, psychology.
0: Of course. You Pick a body part. You target it, and you tell a story.
2: Y you, you know what I don't understand?
0: You know, you, you talk about your stories,
2: okay? When you when you work a hold and stuff like that and you're working something for the whole match. If you look at like MMA, no one is working a hold. If they get a hold, they get a hold. I I don't know if that's just me, but I've been thinking about that a lot and I don't like that people work a body part. That's what I I it annoys me now for some reason.
0: Well, I don't know about this fake MMA bull crap, but we're talking yeah, about yeah, it's fake MMA crap. Bull hey, I
1: hey, hey! hey you tell me God. something right now. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about pro is more real than real life. You know what I'm saying? Okay, bro. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Yeah, in you know, wrestling,
1: I guess wrestling, wrestling, real.
2: Play. I guess it's you're just not right enough to understand the nuance.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you don't of understand the, mean, the nuance of the storytelling, brother.
0: It's just one of those wrestling things that you have to accept. I mean, why do people bounce back off the ropes? Come on. Like, it's just one of those things. It's you, unspoken you, rules. You you work a body part. You tell a story. It's the easiest. Yeah, and you get those it's, marks popping. It's bottom. easy, cheap storytelling, right? If you can identify that someone's body, someone's body part is hurt and someone else is attacking that body part and somebody and then the person with the hurt body part eventually triumphs in the end. I mean that's easy cheap storytelling. Like it's it's wrestling 1 on 1. That's that's what it is. But Yeah, I don't know about this. I'm you're right. If you wanted about, to like but... if you wanted to simulate combat, you wouldn't just work a hold and hope you do a move that gets that person to tap on that injured body part. You would like if you're if you're working a neck and you get a knee bar by chance, do a knee bar. Just how Shut works. up, bitch! <laughs> and <laughs> Sonny comes out and introduces Mosh and Thrasher, the Headbangers, versus Aldo Montoya and Sparkplug Bob Holly. I don't know Sparkplug. why. Sonny, Sonny I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know what the hell this dude Aldo Montoya was wearing, but there's a reason I never heard of this dude until this match.
0: Yeah. So I didn't. I don't think I had too many notes for this match other than uh, Bob Holly hit a really nice Frankensteiner, and he just kind of beat both of the headbangers up at once until they <clears throat> turned it into a very classic heel, babyface, slow-it-down-brother kind of match. Stupid ref, cheating, cheating, etc., etc. et cetera.
1: I feel like this match's purpose was to serve as backdrop for what the commentary we're talking about, not so much the match itself. Because for the majority of this uh, contest, Jerry Lawler and Vince were, like, shooting about all the problems that Shawn Michaels had as the WWF champion. It was, like, the most yeah. jarring thing for Vince's openly uh, claim responsibility for Shawn Michaels' uh, knee injury from the... I mean, admittedly, that the schedule is absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think everyone can recognize that up until recent times, the WWE WWE schedule was always just absolutely stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean, it took a pandemic to get people to finally get some rest, if we're being honest.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's... There are still people in need of rest, though, if you know what I mean. True. True. And uh, kind of questionable stuff. But...
0: So uh, it was a very, very nothing match. Thrasher attempts a moonsault, and this is Montoya comes in for a hot tag. Hot tag. And then he gets... They, the Headbangers do, a, do their finish. So it's a powerbomb, top rope, leg drop combo, which I thought was pretty sick. And that's that's the finish. Yeah, that was good. And next up...
1: What well, they've been waiting for all night. Sean Michaels wait.
0: coming out to relinquish the WWF championship. The WWF World title which sounds weird to say that's what it is and we can all admit that sean michaels was off his ass right he was uh he was he was zooted he was out there in space
1: i think throughout <laughs> the promo he was slowly losing himself more and more
0: i think so too
1: i think at the so, start i think at the start his his you know his cool was pretty good but uh, I think as as the promo went on, he was slowly starting to uh, kind of slip away he, from himself.
2: He certainly lost something
0: <laughs> So through very slurry words, he just basically says he's been here. he's been here before, but giving up the title this time might be the biggest thing that he's ever done. He's just saying that uh, Brett and Sid and all those other guys are gonna finally have a chance now that he's going away. And he says that yeah, I've he, been bar- be, he says that he won't be near the title for a very long time. Yeah, I've been burying
2: <laughs> those guys for too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can
0: find- yeah, they can they can finally have a chance. So, After
2: Invader's career for too long.
0: So this is what, February ninety seven? Mm-hmm. And this is the year of the Montreal screw job, so it, he wasn't uh, he wasn't away from that from the title for too long this uh this promo was super weird, right? Just he was I don't I know what he I, was on I, I,
1: I think though way Sean kept like awkwardly hugging the championship was kind of was kind of funny I think um especially after um <clears throat> Sean hands the title over to gorilla monsoon and he and he's pretty much uh finished up his promo. He goes to leave, you know, embracing the crowd and whatnot on his way out.
0: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before, before, you, before you go that far, before you go that far. This is the classic promo, so I got to say the part. Uh, uh yes, so yes, it. Sean, Sean just says that he's going to go home and assess what he's going to do in his career. And he says that he's lost a lot over the last year. But most importantly, he's lost his smile. So now he's got to go and find it. And as he is... Leaving, there are grown women just bawling their eyes out for Shawn Michaels having to relinquish relinquish the belt and find his smile. Fucking March.
1: Yeah, we saw we saw kids crying too. There was like a, there was like some kids up on the balcony like yeah. with teary eyes. I was like, damn. Yeah. It was, it
2: was... <clears throat> if only they knew. If only they knew.
1: If only they knew that Shawn Michaels would never. Oh, my God. Dude, would not stay away.
0: <laughs> so, Shawn Michaels goes outside of the ring and, well, go ahead and take it away, Andrew.
1: All right. So, this is when this goddamn jabroni-ass, nerd-ass Mark tries <laughs> to get this dude. Shawn Michaels a too-sweet him. And I, mean, I got to say, it, it, I I part of me really, besides, look, oh, Bullet Club, cool and all, right? You know, and too-sweet and the click and all that and cool and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Too-sweet. And, 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 and in the modern wrestling age, if you're not in the Bullet Club, Too Sweet can fucking die. Okay, it, yeah, needs, so it needs a stop. In
0: 1997, this Mark wearing an NWO shirt tries to give Shawn Michaels a Too Sweet, and he then got he got nothing. He
1: got nothing.
0: But what's even funnier is as Shawn is going down the line shaking hands, another Mark ha- puts out a Too Sweet, and Shawn gives that Mark a Too Sweet. So, <laughs> you know, you hate to see it, but you really love it. No, I, I it. love to see it. <laughs> so next up oh. was a match with Undertaker and Savio Vega, which this match was super weird. This match made no sense. So Undertaker throws Vega in the corner, and he's doing his best pure striker stick, And he, you know, does the rope walk or whatever. The He, he was then, doing the best... <laughs>
2: He was doing best pure striker before he got the boxing gloves. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think Andrew said the same thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, got the same thing watching. I was like, yeah. oh, he even got the MMA gloves yet. What the hell? Yeah. So, it ain't
1: even 2,000.
0: So they put a graphic up for a place in Tennessee to get some tickets or whatever for a show and block out the number. And then Savio Vega just starts beating The Undertaker's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was super weird. Yeah,
1: was getting heat on the Undertaker. He was getting
0: all the heat on the Undertaker. Undertaker is, you know... Vega's giving up a good six, seven inches to the Undertaker. And Undertaker is the Undertaker, yeah. so And, and they made
1: him the underdog in
0: this match. <laughs> he is selling a lot. Savio Vega is getting a lot of offense in. There's this one moment where he did, like, two nice acts, Two... Two nice-ass spinning roundhouses and then a, a spinning heel kick, which was really beautiful. But he just got so much heat on the Undertaker. It was super weird. He hit a scorpion kick when Undertaker rushed him, and then he just started working a lot of holds. And then Undertaker was doing a comeback or whatever, and he he was going for a Famiser, I think. And he just, like, crushed his midsection, which looked kind of disgusting. Oh, yeah, that looked really brutal. And then Undertaker hit his very new Death Valley Chokeslam. And he gets the win. So, that was this match. This match was really weird. This match was super fucking weird, actually. Yeah. Uh, After the match, for some reason... It was ten minutes. Was it ten minutes? It was a
1: ten-minute match.
0: This is like, what, the second longest match on the show? Aside from the the Mm -hmm. opener title match? Yeah, I think it
1: was. I don't think anything else went past five minutes.
0: What the fuck?
1: I'm I'm not sure why exactly, but the the Nation of Domination comes out immediately. Well, mostly Farouk comes out and just starts beating the shit out of The Undertaker. And then Ahmed Johnson is the one to come out to save him. And I'm not sure what connection The Undertaker and Ahmed Johnson have at this point.
0: I think they're just faces, honestly. You know, faces Mm. had friends back in the day. They didn't just get beat up. Yeah, these days, there's no friends. Yeah, nobody in WWE has friends nowadays. Everyone's a loser. And And if you have friends, they turn on you. Right, all the baby faces you you just get jobbed out every time there's a beatdown or whatever. So nobody has friends. That's for true. So, yeah, weird nation domination beatdown. And then up next is Psycho Sid versus Steve Austin. You know, the two guys are just doing a bunch of shit. And JR says it's not going to be a catch as catch can classic right after Stone Cold low blows Sid right in the balls. So cool. Mm
1: hmm. Well, I don't um, know. I was expecting a Matt classic after that, if you ask me.
0: You know, I'm just saying. Anything, anything, you guys want to say about this match?
2: Uh, well, Sid was pretty over.
0: Sid was super over. Yeah, he yeah. got uh, Pyro. Yeah, he was. Yeah, super he had
1: over. he he had the sign with the, the name and the sparklers, and I yeah. mean phew, he had the whole the whole thing going on for him.
0: So during this whole match, all I could honestly do was just look at how well Austin was taking bumps because his. he still has a neck at this point that's all I could like yeah the
1: the distinct lack of knee braces was quite jarring almost for me because you know myself being born in 2000 I had never gotten any Steve Austin but double knee brace Steve Austin yeah (laughs) So, so seeing him you know truly wrestling outside of like maybe the Wrestlemania 13 match I watched that everyone in the universe has watched. Yeah. It, it was very it was almost cool cool to, to be able to <laughs> see Steve Austin like wrestling the way he once was actually able to.
0: Yeah. You know, Steve Austin was a very, very good professional wrestler before he broke his neck. Uh, well technical wrestler. He was
1: He was still good. It was great. just the the whole yeah, He the was whole still style
0: good, changed. but he had to become a brawler and he couldn't really be a, a technician, which he was more so a technician before he couldn't be anymore.
1: Well, if you're going to be called the Ringmaster, you fucking better be a technician, brother. True, true.
0: <laughs> so, uh Sid is making a comeback, and Bret Hart comes in and attacks Austin. Austin wins by DQ, and Sid is pissed, so he starts attacking Bret, and the two just start brawling. And a whole bunch of guys start pulling them away. That was that. So Vader just says a whole bunch of shit up next, and he says, "Who's the man? What time is it?" Vader time.
1: The, This yeah. promo, this promo was an absolute disaster, train wreck, if you will. Uh, I think I think Vader repeated himself at least three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, promo.
0: He, just, he just said shit. I wasn't. He just said shit. He didn't really. Okay, so he said. He talked, but he didn't say anything at all. That's how I put it. He he just he talked. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: he talked but didn't say anything.
0: Okay, so the next matchup was it was a tag match. It was an impromptu tag match between Fruk and Crush versus Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. So Owen takes a like disgusting back body drop i mean he goes up into the lights it's a disgusting back body drop on this hard ass Matt, and immediately tagged out so i know it sucked so was this the match that was in, an impromptu title match, title out of match. yeah that kept switching so, back and forth yeah for
1: some for some reason it felt like commentary kept like a pussyfooting around whether or not this was a title match or not because. I know that uh, you and I, Mark Beast, were having a really hard time distinguishing what the hell was happening. Yes. Yeah, because, so, because one second Vince would say this is a title match, the next second he'd say something about it not being a title match.
0: Yeah, they didn't announce it being a title match when the when the guys came out, and then the match started, and then Vince is like, "Oh yeah, it's a title match," right before it goes to commercial break, and then it comes back into a Paul Driver, which is nuts pod driver two count not even a long two count just like two count and then i guess once again they say it's a title or not a title match and then before the match ends he says one more time that it is a title match and then it ends in a count out so
1: do you remember what vince said about the body scissors in this match and and uh the segue into the ad read during the match. Oh,
2: oh! Yeah. Wait, what, what was it? Uh, speaking of body scissors uh, or something like that. He said, oh, uh, how would you speaking like of body scissors,
1: body. how would you like to be body scissored by LaFemme Nikita? Uh, immediately here, after yeah, immediately I'm after LaFemme Nikita. I could yeah. not believe my ears that Vince McMahon in 1997 said, would you like to be body scissored by LaFemme Nikita? But I heard it. So, he... Mm. He
0: said that. So, make- d- during this match, they cut to Bret Hart staring at the TV like a weirdo, and he starts cutting a promo during the match. <laughs> Is there any reason that I was supposed to care about this match?
2: Is there any reason you're supposed to care about the show? Besides, fair. just having yeah.
0: Fair. That's very fair. So, Owen finally gets a hot tag. Um... Spinning heel kick, missile drop kick, whatever, whatever. And then Owen fakes any injury, and he gets himself counted out. I guess he didn't want to lose the belts. That may ha- or may not have been on the line. Still not too sure about that.
1: Still very unsure. I think the and... main issue is, is, like, you know, when the ref doesn't hold the titles up before the match, how is it really a title match, you know?
0: Yeah, but if the because he sure he sure if you got the boss not. in your ear telling the world that it's a title match, you know, I feel like that's a bit more power than the ref.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. they were just they were just flip flopping. I had no clue what the hell was happening.
0: Shit, me either. And finally, we get to the main event: Vader and Bret Hart. Bret gets great pyro. Oh. Also, Undertaker (laughs) appears before the match starts and says that they will have to look into the eyes of the Reaper and that they and Steve Austin can't beat him. Cool. And and
1: he's been saying that for 30 years.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, commercial break. Cut back. And... Oh, so, yeah, before the when Undertaker said all that So right much happened before, before the match. Yeah, yeah. So right before right after Undertaker said that, the bell rings and then Vader tosses Brett outside of the ring. Austin comes out of nowhere and starts attacking Bret Hart. And then commercial break, come back, match is not thrown out for some reason. Yeah, except for, you know, when
1: Brett did it to Austin earlier in the night, they did throw out the mat, so I don't yeah, know what so the hell this is I really about. didn't
0: understand that at all. That was very, very confusing to me. Uh, Brett, you know, does a really nice power slam counter as Vader does a, he attempts a crossbody off the top rope. And Brett was doing a whole lot of power moves in this match. Yeah, on was, Vader. I made no, man. <laughs> he,
1: he was like burying Vader's size. He was doing power yeah, so power slams,
0: range. back body drops, back suplexes, a yeah, like, like, fucking
1: body slam, slams.
0: Yeah, super fucking weird. He was I doing a whole like, bunch of power moves on Vader. That's like
1: if that's almost like if Shawn Michaels had done power moves on Vader. Like what? It, yeah. It's like, no, that so you should gimmick weird. it that he can't even lift him to put yeah. over Vader. What the fuck? So, but, but, uh, but for some
2: reason, Brett can't get the sharpshooter in.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess he just reversed it a couple of times. It's it super weird. I don't know. So, as he's doing all this shit to Vader, he finally gets the sharpshooter in, but it's he's it's right at the ropes, which is very un Brett Hart like. You know, this ring technician would have certainly pulled Vader well, away.
1: Honestly, I think it's just because Vader would have never been able to get to the rope himself at that point that's, here in the middle of the ring.
0: You know, that's probably fair, actually. But so I think that was he, to protect he, Vader. Vader, Brett gets the sharpshooter in, and he lets go at three, a long three. So, you know, kind of shades of him turning turn and heal or whatever that that slow burn with almost him like that
1: almost like there's like a like a double turn or something coming up for him almost or
0: something kind of crazy and then Vader goes for the Vader salt and he misses and Brett just simply pins him and wins
2: and that's how it. How, how did WWE mess this guy up man? Vader He's so good he's so good and they because just they'
1: Hey, well, you know...
0: You think you know Vince McMahon gives a fuck about if, Big Ben Vader?
1: Yeah, if Vince didn't make Vader, why the fuck would he want to push him, right? He didn't make that guy. Well, whatever. <laughs> Vince never pushes anything he didn't make himself, unless it's forced
0: on him. He finally got Sting and buried him.
1: Yo, for real, oh my
2: god. You Wait, you honestly think that Vince McMahon was the one that buried Sting? I mean, it was Triple H,
0: but it was still <laughs>
1: Vince. It
0: was Vince's call at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: I mean, who's booking these matches, brother? Right.
0: Vince is the booker.
1: WWE is a show for one man, and that's Vince McMahon, you know? <laughs> it's it's for him, it's not for us. I'm sure
0: Hunter got a lot of sway, but at the end of the day, Vince is the booker. So He's yeah, like, I'm not letting no
1: goddamn NWO go over my D-Generation X. This is if my he truly wanted brother. Sting to go
0: over, then Sting would have gone over Thing should have gone over,
1: but that's neither here nor there.
0: It's neither here nor there. It is what it is. It was, like, six years ago, whatever the fuck. Damn, it was six years ago.
1: Nope. Five. Five and a half. Six years
0: ago was the uh, the Daniel Bryan one. Five and a half. Take it or leave it. Take it. I haven't watched WrestleMania in, like, two and a half, three years. That's a good choice, honestly, at this point. Oh, I I am so glad that I made that choice. They're too fucking long. I can't stomach a a wrestling pay per view that long. Sickening, honestly.
1: Well now that it's doing it two nights because Wrestle Kingdom did it, so like which makes me almost kind of fearful that WrestleMania from now on is gonna be a two day or I feel like that
0: time. was purely circumstantial. Sure, I have I have I, long, have, I have, I have, I have fears. It was, it was purely circumstantial They just had to uh, do some makeshift shit because they were doing stuff at the uh, PC. I think Vince is gonna go back to having his eight-hour WrestleMania extravaganza. So, we're...
1: well, if that's the case, then he can most certainly miss my ass with that.
0: And that was Monday Night Raw, or excuse me thursday raw thursday yeah get it right you thirteenth, 1997 what did you guys think of the show
1: it was a uh, show that was raw and it was on a thursday and it was on a thursday
2: yeah uh you know kind of similar to my opinions for tna impact uh 2005 of uh, february whatever Man, meant you know, yeah i just think you know really good showcase of wrestling here. Uh <laughs> a lot of psychology, a lot of angle storytelling that,
0: you know, in the long term. Uh Okay, see, well this show I actually I enjoyed it much more than
1: Yes, this show was that, much easier which okay, it's funny okay. that this show was a whole almost 45 minutes longer, but and it, it
0: was flowed so much,
1: so much it was so much easier to watch than Impact. Oh yeah, for sure. Impact felt like I was, like, slowly... It felt like, you know, like, the opening of Robot Chicken where they got the dude's eyes pried open and he's got to look at all (laughs) these screens and shit. That's almost how I felt watching the latter half of that episode of Impact.
0: Yeah, when I was actually watching that Impact episode, I uh, started watching it at probably 2 in the morning, honestly. And I just ended up going to sleep with probably about 10 minutes to go because I was just like, I'd rather just... Finish this shit tomorrow, then then force myself to stay up for another ten minutes for impact. So uh, that's that's how I felt about that episode. It was it was not worth it. No, it okay. it. but I want to thank you guys for joining me. I had a had a very very wonderful time recording this episode. You guys have been awesome. Yeah,
1: you fucking better have. So oh, shut up. Oh, that's right.
0: you didn't even want to answer your fucking phone.
1: Hey, listen, brother, a man's Uh, got to shoot. Listen, brother, (laughs) listen, I'm shooting from the hip right now. Sometimes a brother needs some sleep, brother jack dude. Okay, happens.
0: All right, everybody. So you can find the podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, of course, now, thank you. Breaker, Overcast, Podcast and Radio Public. Don't forget to go ahead and go on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And just go ahead and leave a review. Say some nice things. You guys want to say anything? I'm going to give sure. you a five-star
1: review right now. Go do it. Go do it. Uh, I think I
2: already left a five-star.
0: Okay. Yeah, anything you, you guys want to plug?
2: I ain't got nothing uh, to plug. do you think? I do things? Because, i mean i don't know you'll probably find me if you want to find me that's it
0: fair enough well once again thank you guys for joining me and everybody thank you for joining me thank you for wasting your time with us and i will see you all next time